Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. The biggest convention of its kind ever in the UK, Wrestling Media Con 2018, is heading to Manchester on the 8th and 9th of September. Wrestling Media Con 2018 will feature live wrestling shows from Revolution Pro and Impact Wrestling, meet and greet with all the talent, panel discussions from the likes of Inside the Ropes, and workshops on how to get into the world of professional wrestling from former WWE writers and bookers. There will also be guest matches from Defiant. NGW and an NWA World title defense by Nick Aldis taped for £10 of gold. Other names announced for Wrestling MediaCon 2018 include the Wrestling Observer's Dave Meltzer, Colt Cabana, Sean Waltman, Cultaholic, Botchamania, myself and Ollie from the Wrestle Ramble, and many more to be announced. Wrestling MediaCon comes to the Bowlers Exhibition Centre in Manchester, England on the 8th and 9th of September. Tickets are available now from WrestlingMediaCon.com. Support WrestleTalk! Give us a subscribe. Making their way to the ring at a combined weight of undeniably sexy, hailing from London, the Wrestle Ramble Podcast! Hello and welcome to the Wrestle Ramble Podcast. I'm Ollie Davis and I'm joined by Luke Owen. Hello, Swap Nation, and a hello to you, Oliver Davis. How the devil are you? Well, I'm a little bit excited, Luke. Just a little bit excited. Why is that, Ollie? Because we're seeing Avengers Infinity War in under th- about three hours, oh, two and a half hours. hours. Oh, stop it, you. Oh, oh I'm very, oh. very excited. In fact, actually, by the time this podcast goes live, you and I will be in the cinema waiting for the film to start. Hot just, damn. Hot, hot, just getting... Hotter and hotter as the excitement builds. I, I texted this morning. I haven't been this excited to go to a screening. That's actually probably the technology because I was really excited for both Force Awakens and The Last Jedi. In fact, actually, The Force Awakens, I was there an hour early for like when the doors opened because I wanted to make sure that I got a seat. Um, but I was so excited for the Avengers um, screening in 2012. And I was working at a different job then. And I was in my office and I had my tickets like next to my screen so I could just look at it all day long. And I was just counting down the hours until I could hashtag assemble. And I was, oh, I was so excited. And I've got that anticipation again about seeing Infinity War tonight. I'm hoping we get good seats. I assume we just walk in, look at some people, say, well, do you know who we are? 
and then they'll move, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, totally. Like, everyone will go like, oh, my God, it's Luke and Ollie from WrestleTalk, right? Yeah. Yeah, and we'll be like, yeah, that, that, that's right, we are us. It, we'll sit next to Jeremy Renner, it's fine. So the... If he's in the movie. <laughs> uh, so the tickets came at 20 past seven in the morning Oof. on a Saturday. Ouch. What the heck <laughs> delivery service. And it was signed for... So those aren't coming through the letterbox. Mm. That's a man aggressively knocking at the door because we don't. We've got a bit of a frenemy relationship with the postman. Oh yeah, post person, I should say. That's sexist of me. Uh, yeah, they sometimes they they don't play ball. I complain, <coughs> and then I get passive aggressive. It's like it's t- it's too much delivery. <laughs> sometimes, yeah, they're like they will not bother at all. Or they will on purposely bother so much because I've asked them to bother mm-hmm. that it's it's quite aggressive. Yeah, in the way they do it. Anyway, I was super hungover on Saturday morning. Did not appreciate that because. And you and I haven't even spoken about this. You went to Secret Cinemas, uh, Blade Runner experience. It's incredible. Yeah, it is. Your it, costumes were incredible. rad, man. You and your lady partner looked awesome. My lady partner did the heavy lifting there. Yeah. Mine was recycled stuff and just clothes I own anyway to get a kind of steampunky guy thing going mm-hmm. on with goggles and a waistcoat my lady partner she like you know she was online getting stuff from ebay she looked awesome getting man. wigs she looked great i mean she looked a bit exposed you might say <laughs> oh yeah in what sense well you know it was a lot of netting uh there was a lot of leg and chest on show mm. so uh so I, was, I, I didn't notice that bit. Oh, you know, I'll, I'll just put that out there now. It was, it was an, it was an awkward walk to the tube. <laughs> it was an awkward half-hour journey mm-hmm. to the venue in fancy dress. Yeah, uh, it was funny when she got really hot because it was a hot day. She had to take the wig off, and she did have about ten minutes of being a drag queen because <laughs> she had a lot of makeup on the face. She takes the wig off. She's got like the netting thing. Yeah, and yeah, that's a classic drag queen get up <laughs> i uh, i had this same thing when i did the moulin rouge uh experience last year uh, which actually came up in my feed of just like hey this time last year this is what you were doing and uh i my character was an artist so i had to wear stockings and i had to wear like a, a blouse and lots of jewelry and things like that so i like i curled up my mustache and i had these had these pretty nice stockings on i will i'll be honest with you some nice cycling shorts and this blouse and uh, i was working from home uh, the day of and my my wife my, she was my girlfriend then but my wife now like texts me and said like wear jeans on your way there mm. and then we can take the jeans off when we're like around the more people that are going to be there for and i was like oh, it'll be all right yeah, i'll be fine it'll be fine i, I just... don't want to carry around jeans with me yeah exactly she's like i'll put them in my bag like don't don't get on the tube with you wearing stockings and a woman's blouse, which is what I was wearing. I, I went to Primark and bought a woman's blouse. I look great in it, man. Like I, I think I, I made that look good. Piratey. It did look a bit piratey. Yeah, yeah. particularly with my curled mustache. Well, Blade Runner is that the the experience itself is incredible. It's like an immersive theatre thing. I won't say much as you well you should because it's a it's meant to be a surprise when you go in. But oh my god. Blade Runner is a five-star movie. Isn't it just? That goes up. Like, this is six-star movie. You know, like, Kenny Omega versus Kazuchika Okada Mm -hmm. would be five stars at WrestleMania, but six stars at Wrestle Kingdom. Blade Runner is a six-star movie when I'm drunk. 
I had way too many Japanese beers yeah. and then a bottle of wine. Oh, lovely stuff. And then we got crunk. We got crunk with some uh, some hose and the lads in the the sort of bar afterwards. Nice. Yes. Which were... played such classic Blade Runner hits as Little Mix. <laughs> And Rihanna. <laughs> they did that at the Moulin Rouge thing. It's like, come on to the Moulin Rouge. Here's some middle mix and some Kylie Minogue. You're taking me out of it. I was, uh, I got caught. You know when you do things, or maybe you don't because you're perfect. But <laughs> when, when you do things when you're drunk and you think, I'm awesome at the time. And then you look back the next morning as soon as you wake up and you go, I'm an obnoxious git. Oh, yeah, I do that at weddings. Oh, that's good. Uh, I do, So the currency is photos of family. So what you what you're advised to do is rip out pictures of people from magazines before you go, and we did that. So we had like quite a, a big stock, and to get into one of the places, it was like, does anyone have? You know, he was asking for bribes. This actor who was the doorman, and I was like, I've got some pictures, and nobody else had the pictures, and I just obnoxiously went, <laughs> I've got a picture, <laughs> oh, I've no. got the pictures, and waved it round quite drunk. And I thought I was being funny, but I just remember this the look on this guy's face who was looking at me. He was just pissed off with me. Yeah, man, I can imagine. So yeah. I, uh, when I was at the, the Moulin Rouge last year, th- during the movie, probably towards the third act, where I was starting to, I, I mean, I'd lost interest by that point anyway. But It's a good movie, man. It's, it's, it's fine at best. Um, but there was a, uh, a woman um, being essentially carried by her friend because she had... One too many dances. Too as, much rouge. Yeah, she'd had too much rouge. One too many dances I often have at weddings. And um, she just threw up on the floor. Nice. Just, just threw up in front of people. Oh, just that's like, authentic. It sort of like bounced onto people's feet because it was quite a bouncy floor. It was like a very shiny surface. And I just thought to myself, I was like, oh, man, she's going to wake up tomorrow. And I think if it was me, I would wake up in the morning and my first thought would just be like, man, I spent a lot of money on that ticket. Because that's, that's a lot of money to spend to then just go and like just throw up and have to be escorted out. Or the other school of thought is carte blanche. I have paid this much money. I'm going to do what the hell I like, which involves vomiting on the floor in the third act of Moulin Rouge. Yeah, I think I would definitely... I mean, I'd imagine there are people that subscribe to that theory, but I'm very much a case of like, it cost me 80 quid to go to this bloody thing. She played that wrong. She should have used the vomit to project herself round and back onto the dance floor. Maybe. Level two is what <laughs> I used to call it. So we've got a whole episode of Raw to review. Uh, we'll be back. I shouldn't really say that, should I? Say what? Like, oh, we'll be back after the show for the outro. But actually, we're here <laughs> in the actual show. Yeah. Yeah, pretty so much. So I'll say we'll be back after we've been here. Yeah. You are going to hear us talk and then some music will play. And then we'll talk again. So, enjoy. Hot take. After watching this week's Raw, Roman Reigns should probably turn heel, shouldn't he? You know what this is? I'm dumb. I'm dumb. I'm, I'm, I, and it's, it's, I broke last week. Broken Ollie Davis. I think it happened in the Wrestle Ramble episode where I, I just kind of like put all my hate of Roman Reigns' character and displeasure with how he's been booked. Not the person. Not the wrestler's talent. Not him as a performer. But the way he's been presented in WWE, I put like all of that got kind of pushed to the back for the the build to WrestleMania because it was it was so predictable. He's going to get he's going to beat Brock. He's going to become the universal champion. And then finally, after four years, he's the top guy. And OK, it's the era of Roman Reigns. 
Fine. Okay. Let's just do this. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'll enjoy everything else. My mind's resigned to this fact, but I'm not going to moan about everything else because it is like white noise after a while. A broken record. But then at WrestleMania, and it was a shocking result. I cannot deny that. And for that, it was fun. But Brock retained. And like, as soon as that, that bit, like the, the way I, this coping strategy I built up for Roman Reigns not turning heel, it was shattered by that. And now I'm just like, everything I see about him, he just, and it's just a failed experiment that, I mean, we're going to get into the, the plant, planted fans theory uh, shortly as well. But it's just, Raw is short on heels after the superstar, stu- superstar shakeup draft, whatever it was. There aren't many heels on Raw, and Brock Lesnar is not there a lot. Maybe even fewer appearances going forward, depending on the nature of his contract. I guess we'll see what happens on Friday's Greatest Royal Rumble show. But they've got quite a few baby faces, so maybe... I mean, your biggest baby face is Braun Strowman. That's why. That's this week's reason why Roman Reigns should turn heel. Because Braun Strowman really should be your top guy. He's definitely the most popular going by crowd reactions, and Roman Reigns is even worse than getting booed John Cena style. It's ambivalence now. And he just feels like he's falling down the card, but he's still at the top. Yes. Okay, that's my piece. Say yours. <laughs> Your piece. I was going to say, if you clicked on this video thinking like, wow, I found a video from 2015 of the Wrestle Ramble, rest assured, this is a recent video. We are posting this after WrestleMania 34. And let me get into why I think Dolph Ziggler should get a push <laughs> and Bray Wyatt's being booked wrong. Why Daniel Bryan should have won the Royal yes. Rumble. Yeah. yeah. Uh, why he should have been entered at number 30 if we want to go back even further. Um, yeah, it, it's it's a weird one like because... I, I, I've argued on this show, and I still argue, that in the lead-up to WrestleMania 34, there was a brief window where Roman as a babyface was almost working. It just felt like it was almost working. Because they had this storyline where it was like, oh, Brock's not showing up. I'm here, I'm here busting my ass, I'm here, and I'm I'm actually here to wrestle. Brock's not here, Brock was supposed to be here, but he's not here. And when Brock did show up, eventually he was getting booed. He would he was getting booed out of the building. That was also helped by the fact that there was all these reports that he was leaving WWE and going to UFC. He was almost getting that WrestleMania 20 reaction of just like, mate, you're done. I don't care about you anymore. Get out of my city. Get off my lawn. So there was kind of that. And then but there was also Roman was still getting booed. However, he was then also getting cheered. Case in point, the one where he was suspended. Uh, the one where Vince McMahon suspended, and then he just showed up a week later. Way to make us miss him there by just having him show up, you know, seven days after after the fact. And he showed up, and the, when they said, "Oh, Roman Reigns is still suspended," and the crowd cheered because, "Hey, he's suspended. He's not going to be on the show." Then he showed up, and the crowd cheered that he was there, and then cheered when he was beating up Brock Lesnar, and cheered and booed when he was then getting beaten down by Brock Lesnar. And I suddenly, th- I thought to myself, I was like, it worked remarkably. This tactic which I didn't think would work, has worked. But it was a very, very brief window. And you then look at WrestleMania 34 and what happened then. And then you look at the fact that, yeah, people aren't aren't really that fussed on Roman. They're not really booing him. They're not really cheering him. They're just, he's just there. And it's gotten to the point now where, like, I am a, I'm a Roman Reigns defender. I think that he is an excellent in-ring talent. I think that he, when given very short stuff, is quite a decent little promo. But... 
whenever I hear the dun, 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 I'm like, yeah, mate, I'm I'm not that bothered. I'm not into his feud with with Brock Lesnar. Um, I wasn't really into the feud going into WrestleMania. I'm even less enthused by it now. I'm not excited for their cage match at the Greatest Royal Rumble. I'm more or less ready for something else. But I don't think there is going to be a something else. Now, to your point, um, I do think that there needs to be a change, a shake-up in the main event scene of Raw. And I made this point on my uh, Who Won the Superstar Shake-Up video that went up on Saturday. But I also made that point on the Sunday video as well. One of the names that I suggested should have been traded was Randy Orton from SmackDown to Raw. Because Raw didn't get any main event stars in their shake-up. Unless you count Jinder Mahal as a former WWE champion. And as some people argued in the comments, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn could also be argued as main event talent. So there's, if you're looking at that then, you say, okay, cool. So we've got our main eventers and our main event heels on Raw are Jinder Mahal, Kevin Owens, and Sami Zayn. Are those your three top heels? Could you is, is that what you're you're thinking for Raw? Well, I, yeah, I mean, just by default. But <laughs> yeah, Jinder yeah. Mahal really isn't, as we've seen, and he is kind of in the mid card picture. He lost to Chad Gable this week. I don't think even WWE see him now as a main event heel no. or face. Uh, although I'm sure Vince McMahon very much wants to do. Jinder Mahal versus Roman Reigns yeah. for the Universal Title next year, mate. It could happen. It could happen this year. Yeah. We're talking about next year. Uh, and what? There's another WrestleMania this year. Oh, you, you just uh, right, it could yeah. be any. That, that would headline any show across the country. Uh, and Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. I love Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. I think people confuse like at what we say sometimes as criticism directed to the people themselves or their talents, rather than the presentation of WWE by them. Uh, so I love Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, huge fan. But let's face it, they are not presented very well at all, and haven't been for the last year. Kevin Owens hasn't been near the top title. He's been in the United States title picture, or feuding with Shane McMahon. And that this week, he w that they pretty much got squashed around by Lashley and Strowman, which is, you know, fine, because they are Lashley and Strowman, but... That, that kind of loss is, is going to put them down a level. Yeah. They're, they're, they're not main eventers to me. Exactly. They're not being presented as main eventers. Yeah. They're presented at, at that sort of upper mid-card level, which means it's a weird case then if Jinder, Kevin and Sammy are being presented at your upper mid-card level, there are no heels. Mm. And it also means that when Brock does go, when Brock drops the Universal Championship, your main event picture on Raw is three guys. It's Roman, Braun and Lashley. All three are babyfaces because equally, Seth... Rollins and Finn Balor are also positioned as upper mid-carders. They're positioned in that icy title picture. They'll likely be feuding with Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn probably throughout the summer. Um, so that is that means you've got, you've got three main eventers there, and it's three baby faces. Bobby Roode, uh, he could have been a heel guy uh, in that in that top mix, but the, again they've like that they he he won in that ten man tag, but he didn't get very much reaction. He lost this week. Uh, in a to Elias, so that puts him down at another level. Uh, I guess you've got the Drew McIntyre, Dolph Ziggler team, which are hugely promising. And I have kind of turned a corner on what we said last week. Like, is that a waste of Drew McIntyre? Uh, could he have just debuted in the main event, really? Yes. And that there's still an argument for that, but uh, I'm that that seems to be a, a long slow build, which might be a better way of doing it. We'll have to wait and see. 
So Drew isn't going to be in that top mix for a while, I presume. They're going to go for the tag belts. So yes, I mean, looking at that landscape, surely someone's got to turn. And surely <laughs> it's got to be Roman. Well, logic would dictate that yes, mm. it should be Roman. It was this was a hot crowd all night. Yes, the crowd were like super into basically everything that was on the show. Even when they were like, what was put in front of them was mediocrity. They were still really into basically everything that was on this show. But they were so into Braun, so so into Braun. Yes. It was incredible how much this crowd were into Braun as this babyface. They built that hot tag so well, and they just kept delaying it and kept delaying it, and the crowd just got more and more hot. Michael, I mean, I'll say Michael Cole as often as a, as we as we do because he's not particularly good, and it's technically not his fault. It's just these are the, the, the rubbish that he's fed. But he he said like this place is coming unglued, and it did feel like. The crowd was just coming on because they were so desperate to see Braun get in. And when Braun got in, when they then built up to him tagging Lashley back in, Lashley got a louder pop than the first time he was wrestling because he almost got a rub from Braun being in the ring. It, it was incredible, really, how much of a heat transference, as you would often say, hashtag heat transference. It was just kind of incredible how much Braun is, is a star. To, to to the crowd a baby face he, star a baby face star which this yes. company is does not have a lot of on raw an organic an genuine or, yeah. uh, baby face star you've got daniel bryan you've got aj styles and braun Strowman. yeah so why it. not just strap the racket strap strap the rockets to, <laughs> strop the rock the rackets to all of them exactly. i'm always dropping rackets to people and it's just, like braun Strowman should be your top babyface star which either you put roman reigns as your second babyface star but then you've still got the rest of the problem who does braun Strowman feud with i did that it's it's way past time and it's even more past time after that that roman reigns defeat i don't even know why he's getting a rematch it's such a late <laughs> we we used to say that this is an incredibly told story with Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns protecting their finishing moves, keeping them, you know, coming together and bashing apart at the SummerSlam one he lost and through, throughout, keeping them both strong and then they finally collide at WrestleMania. We said that was the, the a brilliant story just told with the wrong person. But now, after that, the, the final instalment, the final chapter, which should have been WrestleMania, has made it a bad story. It's, and now you've yeah. got this weird hangover yeah. pro uh, epilogue to make it an even worse story it's yeah. it's turned into a complete botch i genuinely do think that it wasn't the match that really hurt the people's opinion on roman the the the, the people after wrestlemania it wasn't the loss at wrestlemania that i think hurt rome the, mm. the match that hurt roman it was the loss that hurt roman because now people just took him as like mate you're the guy that just keeps trying and just, and keeps losing why why would i be invested in you you've tried brock like three or four times you've lost every single time yeah like oh you took quite a beating as they keep trying to put over on commentary it's like but you still lost mm. like you know it's it, this isn't rocky like you you still lost mate and i don't think the crowd particularly care to see him in a rematch even if he does win in saudi arabia where he's likely going to get a better reaction like it, it was the I just still think that WrestleMania was the right time. If you were going to pull the trigger on it, WrestleMania was the right time to do it. And I think that the WWE swerved for the sake of doing a swerve because it was being, it was reported that that Roman Reigns was walking out as the Universal Champion. So they did a swerve for the sake of doing a swerve. And I think 
it's hurt Roman in the long run. Definitely. And you mentioned Greatest Royal Rumble. That's where the the rematch is taking place. The rematch which really has no justification for happening. Uh, the justification is he took a hell of a beating. And and Lesnar wants you in a cage now. It's like, what, why? <laughs> why? Uh, so that this, as, as much as he as Roman should turn heel, and he really, really should... I can't see it happen in the Greatest Royal Rumble. No. Because it seems like they've delayed that win if he does win, so he gets a bigger reaction from a more likely sympathetic crowd. The best time they had to turn him heel was last year. I think it was Great Balls of Fire when they did the, the ambulance spots. Yes. Like, it was it was a perfect... No, no, the Undertaker. Uh, when he retired oh, the Undertaker yeah, well, coming yeah. out of them. Well, there's so many chances. I was about to say there's another one we could have done, but yeah, like that, where you could have done that double turn with Roman and Braun, where it was like, oh my, Roman has turned heel and Braun has become this gigantic sympathetic babyface. Like, this would be a really awesome way, but then they just ca- carried on the direction they were going. It is a real, I'm really unenthused by Raw at the moment. And yeah. it's not just due to the superstar shakeup, it's not just the you know the sort of the, the post mania come down i as i said to you well before we came in to record this i just feel like that raw is on hold for the moment it doesn't feel like nothing has progressed since wrestlemania we're three weeks out from wrestlemania like three weeks past wrestlemania now and it doesn't feel like anything has moved forward since and it doesn't feel like anything is going to move forward until after backlash which it's like this go home angle for roman and brock because you gotta remember this is a go home angle to make you want to buy the WWE Network and watch Greatest Royal Rumble. Not mm. exactly like the killer go-home angle you could really write. I mean, it? I would have had them tug of war over the belt, right? Well, I mean, that's, that's, that's the I mean, money go-home. I'll be honest, as much as it's easy to make fun of that, because it is among the worst go-home angles they've ever done in their entirety, and that is a long entirety, and at least it was something. Mm. Like, like here, he just went, cool, I'll see you Friday. Yeah. And then left. It was Ooh. awful. If I wasn't sold on Roman Reigns now, <laughs> boy howdy. Oh, boy howdy. He's tied his hair back. Yeah. Now I'm into him. He's not wearing tracksuit bottoms anymore either. He's serious. The Wrestle Ramble will be right back after these short messages. <laughs> This episode of Wrestle Ramble is brought to you in part by Patreon. For just $5 a month, you can get access to our Patreon-exclusive podcast, Wrestle Ramble Extra, where Ollie and I review classic pay-per-views from wrestling's past. Previous episodes include Money in the Bank 2011, Armageddon 2000, Wrestle Kingdom 10, WrestleMania 25, and more. The next episode continues the WrestleMania theme with arguably the best mania ever, WrestleMania X7, featuring the epic main event of The Rock vs. Stone Cold Steve Austin for the WWF Championship. It also has the Triple H vs. Undertaker match you're supposed to forget happened, and the gimmick Battle Royal! Your backing will get you access to all previous episodes too. Head on over to patreon.com forward slash WrestleTalk for more information. That's patreon.com forward slash WrestleTalk. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, 
Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's, a, it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Haha, <laughs> it's a Raw review looking jacked, man. So the Raw opened with The Raw. The Raw. That opened with a Bruno Sammartino tribute, 10 Bell salute. Everyone was out there with their their Bruno Sammartino shirts on. Mm-hmm. Yep, it was, uh, and it was very nice. And there was a very nice video package with some really nice comments from people and then comments that were just like, could you say this yeah. and act like you've remembered it? The ones that stood out for me were Roman Reigns and The Miz. The Miz they is, just felt so rehearsed. Miz is so good at being a talking head. Yeah. But the problem is he's so good, everything he says sounds disingenuous. Uh and there were a few people that didn't wear the shirts. Everyone, if the heels and faces were wearing the T-shirts, unless you're Vince McMahon or the occasional person in a or suit. Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar wasn't there. No. Oh, yeah. Uh, but Victor from The Ascension. Victor, I don't just think he's going to get some heat from it. You know, <laughs> all, all the weird things that people get heat for, mm-hmm. I can see... Someone's, I don't know, maybe they ran out of t shirts. That's what I, that, I thought, that was going to be my I suggestion. I thought we traded to everyone to SmackDown. <laughs> didn't you know have we needed Vince, this many. Who are you? Yeah. Uh, bro, yeah, thank God Titus didn't like push <laughs> Vince back. <laughs> Grab him again yeah. or whatever he was he did last time. So they did, that was all very lovely and well done though. But next, the first segment was Brock Lesnar coming out with Paul Heyman, cutting a usual Brock Lesnar uh, pe- uh, promo, and Paul Heyman was just like, spoiler this is going to happen mm-hmm. Brock Lesnar is going to beat Roman Reigns at Greatest Royal Rumble because this is the Greatest Royal Rumble go home show they tried to explain why it was in a steel cage apparently Brock just asked for it well the the storyline that they went with is that Brock is so desperate to go back to the UFC and have an actual fight that he wants a cage match in uh, in Jeddah because that's a bit like the Brocktagon. God, that's lazy. <laughs> but you don't use. I mean, I guess you. I, that's not. That's so. It's not worth it. It's not worth it. Now, the the bit that's got me here, and Luke doesn't agree. I thought we were both going to come in today and well, go, "Wow, that was so obvious. I can't believe that." Because I, I just as soon as it cut to them, 
I picked up on it right away, or at least thought, assumed what they were. But you, you have something very different. Well, it's not that I have something very different. So what Ollie is alluding to is that there is a theory, a conspiracy theory, that there was a group of planted fans in the audience who were there to cheer Roman's name. And you came in this morning and like you, you text me saying, like, uh, title for Raw today is the Roman Reigns conspiracy. What are we going to do for, for Wrestle Ramble? And as soon as I saw that, I was like, oh, so Ollie's buying into that conspiracy theory as well, then, is he? I didn't even know it was a conspiracy theory. I just, I just thought, okay... I mean, that's the most obvious fan plant I've seen bar, you know, I'm going to fight one of you guys points to like the most jacked guy points in the front row. Morella. Not Nicholas. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I'm, I'm going to, I'm not going to show the pictures in the video, but just... Uh, no, just... mate, I mean, I've, I've seen the pictures and I know what you mean. And, I, and as I said to you, like if it turned out that these were planted fans... I, it's not like I would go like, well, I am shocked mm. because it's not like WWE have ever done this. sort. Of, it's not like a wrestling show has never done this thing before. WCW used to pipe in Goldberg chants into the arena to try and encourage people to, to chant along with Goldberg. I also don't really think the planted fans are the worst thing in the world. But it's, it's, it wouldn't be, right? But it's just... It's because you it's, hate Roman so much. It's sad that it's come to this. Yeah. Like, it, it's... To, I, I use the line in my Raw review. It's like a madman trying to sweep away the tide with a broom. Yeah. It's, it's just completely pointless. And if you are going through so much effort to distort reality like this, then... It's not worth it. That was almost poetic. Well, it, but that's what it is. This is—it's just ridiculous. So the camera, as they are wont to do in this Paul in the Paul Heyman video, they cut to fans, fan reactions, and they only actually ever cut. This is four separate cuts, and those are all four cuts. They never cut to anyone else in the arena because usually they have a cut over here, a cut over there. Usually people are just looking at their phones. Not these guys, because they've been told otherwise, I'm speculating. It's the same group, but it's shot from different angles, so they don't look like the same group. And that, that, that means you've at least got two camera guys, on, or maybe one is reframing. And it's like, this is insane. Now, there's a guy in the far left of the first shot who is not a Roman fan. He's a hero. He's an, he's an old guy in an orange shirt and a red top. And he's doing the thumbs down quite heavily. But the, I mean, it's only like 10 people of this multiracial group of 20 to 30 somethings. God, it is, it is transparently awful. So... When I watched the show, I didn't look at them and go like, oh, they're a bunch of plants. I mean, granted, I've not like been Blade Runner and gone like, enhance, enhance. Track so, 42 <laughs> left. <laughs> I mean, you didn't need that, though. Well, I, I just thought because they're, every show that WWE do, there is always a group of fans that are Roman Reigns fans. You, no. and, I have, you and I have been to WWE shows where there are Roman Reigns fans. I've seen them in... It's like, it's like that wild... But they behave like real it's, people, it's not like that, Roman bots. That wild Pokemon that you're always looking to find. You're like, oh, there's... You always seem to spot them at shows. So perhaps I am just being very naive in this situation, but I was like, hey, look, they've just found the, the, the usual group of Roman fans and they're filming them uh, for this thing. Because on the opposite side of that, there was someone with the stone saying, I'm here to see Roman Reigns. There's all, every chance that that every chance that that person was a plant as well, or you know, any time that these signs are there, there's always a chance that they're plants. I, I'm I'm not going to say anything about all the other signs and whatnot. I'm talking about this group of people who were right at ringside, who the camera cut to 
on four separate occasions in a three-minute segment. But they always cut to people in the Not crowd. Not the same it people. It always is the same no, people. No, it'll be like people over there. And no. they never look this much like they've got a gun held to their back. <laughs> They, this is not, look, that is not genuine happiness. And that they are the people who get the Roman, Roman chant going in Paul Heyman's promo. Roman hasn't even come out yet. And that the camera is there perfectly to capture that moment. It's a WWE production, man. Well, as I'm telling you. Dude, as I said, I'm not saying that I don't believe it's a conspiracy theory. Like, I'm not, and I'm not saying that I don't believe that they are plants. They probably are plants. But at the same time... Well, let's move on, At then. the same time, I don't think plants are the worst thing, particularly if you are trying to convince people that Roman is over as a baby face. And, like, and, as, and let's be honest, if they, if they were planted there to get a Roman chant started, it worked. Because the crowd were chanting for Roman. No, no, no. Yes, they, no, they, yeah, they weren't. They, they were. No, that like maybe a few people did, but it did not catch on. It, caught, it was just that the mic was right next to them, and you could hear on, them. It caught on, man. Ah, oh, no, I I completely disagree. It caught on. Completely disagree. Elias was up next. We, with, we didn't even uh, didn't even talk about what Roman did. I we, we kind of said it in the first he bit. Came, he, he came out and he cut. I, I don't know. He said a couple. He said, "I'll see you Friday." He know. yes. He he greeted his adoring fans <laughs> why don't you just run over and thank you for being literally the oh hi reg nice <laughs> to see you there this week christ alive it is it is awful it is awful 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 oh, i hate man, it you are fired it's up. insane that they're going to these lengths <laughs> it's not insane it's a wrestling show no no no, no it's no. a wrestling show of course they're going to these sorts of lengths no 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 you that's wwe brainwash you shouldn't any other promotion Every would have promotion has always done this this is for not to this extent. Yes, sure, they'll put have. a few attractive fans no, in the crowd to make it look more way. sexy than it is. Thing. And like it's a the carny promotion. Yes, but the, but it's wrong then and it's <laughs> wrong now that the only times that plants are acceptable are if they're really attractive women in TNA audiences or if they're going to be called out for a fight <laughs> and answer a, a million dollar right. challenge. Right, fair enough. Not to like all to to, to work as like a, a weird pseudo grassroots movement. <laughs> What was their thinking? Oh, this will catch on. This is the way to do it. It almost did. No, it didn't. It, it almost, never worked. It almost they, did. They were just thinking, because the Goldberg the, the audience did work. It does work sometimes. It doesn't work all the time, but it does work sometimes. So Elias, Elias was, was uh, doing a microphone thing. Well, he was going to do something, but then he was interrupted by Bobby Roode instead, and Bobby Roode came out. Um, and they had a match. They're both in the Greatest Royal Rumble. Yeah, that was essentially the story here. Uh, the other story being, this is Bobby Roode's second week on Raw. I was kind of excited to see. Like, when he comes out, I was like, okay, maybe it's just a placeholder thing because they both got kind of musical gimmicky things that they can crash against. Uh, but I don't don't really want to see Bobby in the Elias mix. Mm. I, th- I was hopeful that he would go up a bit higher. Yes. Uh, and here he lost clean. Yeah, it was not it was... even a hook of the tights. Yeah, I mean, it was, it was sort of clean, I suppose, because no, it was um, totally he, clean. he pulled him into the ropes, which you could which argue. Which is fair. Which is, well, you could argue is it's not. Ring it's ring smart. It is ring savvy. Um, but yeah, Elias did beat him uh, basically clean as a sheet. We're not going to get on. <laughs> I can't believe you're doing this on Infinity War Day. 
<laughs> I can't believe you're doing this on Infinity I'm going to be seething in my seat next week, <laughs> trying to enjoy an Avengers movie. What well, Luke said this earlier, <laughs> replaying how I could have done the argument better in my head. This is this is one of those weeks where I'm super glad that I'm no longer reading comments yeah. because I know that no one's going to be oh, on my gonna side. I'm going to get destroyed for it, but that's and rightly so. and right and probably rightly so. But, so uh, yeah. but anyway, uh, it was a fine match. Rude channeled his inner Walter by doing lots of chops. Um, that was basically my only note that I wrote for this. Uh, Woken, well, they're not called the Woken family, Bray Wyatt and no, they call Woken Matt Hardy. The Deleter of Worlds. Which is like a fun play on, like that's a good pun, but it's not the best, is it? Like for a team name. No. Also, I don't think that's what, their name bar doesn't say that, does it? It still just says Woken Matt Hardy and Bray Wyatt. Yeah. it's I I like them as an act. I like the idea of them being together, but I wouldn't have done it like this, and I don't think the presentation's working. No. I would have, as I said last week, Bray goes fully woken. Not just Bray Wyatt is friends with Matt. I would have broken or woken Bray Wyatt. can 100% agree with you. And I just hate the the jarring entrance music where it goes from one into the other. It doesn't mix. No. Like, I, I, someone I get, someone tweeted me and said, like, I can't believe you didn't like the rated RKO uh, mix. It's like, well, there's a reason why it doesn't work is because the songs are two different tempos. And these songs are two different tempos, which means when you start, stop one and just play the other one, it it just feels so jarring. It yeah. literally feels like someone's just pressing stop on one, pressing play on another. If you've got two tape decks and you're just doing that, it's not actually mixed together. It's like what I thought DJing was when I was 12 <laughs> years old in my room. Yeah. I'm going to mix this song in. I'm going to get this chorus into the verse. Yeah. Uh, but they beat The Ascension in just ahead of their tag title match at Greatest Royal Rumble, which they're presumably winning well, facing the bar. It's weird because... They did mention that they're facing the bar at Greatest Royal Rumble, and they did mention, oh, it's SmackDown's the bar. But at no point in this match do they say, God, what will happen if the bar win the Raw Tag mm. Team titles? What's going to happen to them? And then later on in the night, when they had the Seth Rollins and Finn Balor tag match, the commentators explicitly said, we don't know what's going to happen if the Miz or Samoa Joe wins. We haven't been told what will happen to the title or what will happen to whoever wins. And I just think... At this point, you should probably know. Mm. I think they should have. You could have. You could have easily had the bar run in. Yeah, and, and cost yeah. them the match. Yeah. I think that. Would well, be the better. problem there, Ollie, is that something might have happened on this show, and, and I don't think that was the intent. Uh, so, I, the, well, one thing I do like, and it is over already. I just think it's going to be an even bigger part of their act. Is the wonderful. Oh no, what you said? No, there was really catching. Problem up. was there was a load of plants there that were just starting the uh-huh, crap and then, uh-huh, and then that poured on. Yeah, it didn't awkwardly cut to them, smartass. <laughs> Next up, we had the Sammy and Kevin show, the debut of a new talk show segment. Debut in, in their new podcast. And uh, I, I really enjoyed this. I thought this was awesome. Yeah. This was great. Uh, so they had their. Because I, I was curious, like, how are they? What basic set of wwe gonna come up with for this talk show segment and it was super basic but i liked just the the desk and they sat down and they had those those what would you call them podcast podcast mics, mics and the the pictures that they had up of them beating up daniel Bryan. <laughs> and shane mcmahon it was just like a picture of them dragging shane mcmahon yeah. to the back my favorite little touch to this though is that they're sitting on these lush like mm. leather chairs and Kurt Angle, who was their guest, is sat on this crappy-looking deck chair yeah. that they must have got from like a flea store yes. or something like that. Just gone down, bought it for a, a nickel, 
and and set up in the ring. It looked so perfect for this set. I loved it. Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn are really good. Surprise, surprise. Sami Zayn in particular. Yeah, he was wonderful. Well, the way he uh, like because he said, "Oh, no, wait, how many kids do you have now, Kurt?" And he flicks through his notes. He does the glasses thing again, which has probably kind of become a recurring thing. It'll right? be a t-shirt soon. And uh, he's he's looking through and he goes, "Oh, you know, you've got six. I forgot Jason Jordan, like you did for however many years." Yeah. Wonderful little setup. Uh, and there was there was another funny line that Sammy had about and oh yeah Rusev is Rusev's wife so let him face the Undertaker yeah and that got a bit of a cheer uh, yeah it was it was all good apart from Kurt Angle <laughs> are you trying to say that Kurt Angle was a little bit stilted while delivering scripted dialogue oh, God he was really bad and I just watching this I thought no wonder we all like the heels more than the baby faces because the baby faces don't get any of the funny lines. Yeah. All the, like all of Sammy and Kevin's lines here and their performances were very, very funny. But it's like baby faces in WWE just have to say robotic speak like WWE backstage interviewers. And there's only so much you can do with that, even if you're a really talented promo. Look at The Rock or Stone Cold or baby faces from back in the Attitude Era. They were always cutting the funniest jokes. Mm, yep, and that, the, the yep. heels would get crappy jokes, and that's how you. That's why I like the Iconics on SmackDown. Their jokes aren't funny, yeah, but they think they're hilarious. There's a great. Uh, it's an episode of SmackDown from like uh, two, early 2000. It's when Triple H is tra- uh, champion. They had a really long in-ring segment. And the only reason I remember this is because the 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 Actually Dear podcast recently did this one of their Patreon uh, episodes when. Triple H is celebrating his title win and all of DX come down and give him presents. Yeah. And they're all like really crap presents. Oh, and it was wedding gifts because right. he just got married to Stephanie McMahon. Mar- like, and it was, he drugged her and married her. And they're all giving him wedding gifts. And they're all crap wedding gifts. But they are in hysterics at all this because they think it's funny. Yeah. And it's great. It was wonderful. So that's, uh, yeah, that's, that's all there is. Or... Although Kurt did have a good line, and actually it made me more excited for Greatest Royal Rumble than anything else on the show. And this was a heavily promoting show for that event. It's where Kurt Angle says, well, it's not just me who's going to be in the Royal Rumble match this Friday, but Daniel Bryan's going to be in there. Mm -hmm. Chris Jericho's going to be in there. All the people that you've pissed off, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, we're going to come for you. And I thought, I didn't even think of that. Yeah. Like those... That that sounds like an awesome dynamic, and I I'm gonna tune in just for that bit. Yeah, I mean I I'm not too fussed on the rest of the card because it, it's it's a televised house show, a very expensive televised house show, um, but it's I, I'm you know I love a Royal Rumble match, so I will be watching it probably Monday mm. because I'm away this weekend, so um, I'll I'll probably watch it at some point. Uh, Bobby Lashley and Braun Strowman were booked in a match against Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn at the end of this as like Kurt's comeuppance. Mm-hmm. No, no good lines, no good funny lines, but he did book a match. Yeah. Next up, we got a backstage thing which was ran through the show. The Seth Taraj. <laughs> oh, that's an excellent name. We had Bo Dallas and Curtis Axel now leaderless, looking for a new faction leader. Uh, seeing that The Miz has been drafted to SmackDown. Yeah. And they were pitching to Seth backstage about becoming the new Shield. Yes. And they even put their fists out and they revealed Monday Night Rollins t-shirts. This was very funny. This was very funny. Um, It was a show-long storyline, which is always nice. Yeah, and Seth just said no, obviously. He didn't then say... Okay, yeah, great idea, chaps. <laughs> and yeah, by the, that's we should have led with that as the main story. There's <laughs> a new shield with Bo Dallas and Curtis. Yeah. Isn't that like the new NWO with all those people 
the B team. have been in there, yeah. Uh, so then we had Dolph Ziggler and Drew McIntyre in a squash match against Titus Worldwide. Yeah, uh, Dana Brooke has stolen Lacey Evans' gimmick, which um, I'm sure she'll be very upset. Maybe it's because she's now part of the Forgotten Sons that she can, she's she's ditching that pin-up look. Mm, Dana Brooke is just finding new ways for me to fancy her every week. <laughs> this week I'm a statistician. This week I'm in my wrestling gear. Now I'm a 50s pin-up model. Okay, yeah. I'm, hey, man, it <laughs> works. Each week is better than the last. <laughs> What's it going to be next week? It's going to come dressed up as Misty from, from Pokemon. <laughs> I was going to say, just going to come dressed out as Tori Wilson. But yeah, wow. we'll go We'll go with Missy hey. from Pokemon instead. Uh, Drew's got new music. Yes. Drew got new music that was rudely interrupted by Dolph Ziggler's... I was going to... I'll change that. Mm. Rudely interrupted by the worst gimmick in WWE, Dolph Ziggler's record scratch. Mm. Now, I've seen a lot of people on Twitter this morning got in touch with me to say, hey, so Dolph Ziggler's record scratch finally makes sense. It's like... Mm. No, it still doesn't make sense. It's just annoying. He's interrupting his own tag team partner's yeah, that music. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. Why can't they just both come out to Drew's music? Which is so much better. Yeah. Uh, the, the, the And it's it's the same problem as the Deleter of Worlds mishmash. I don't like it. However, the work those two guys have done to blend their movesets together is fantastic. Of course, they debuted the Claymore into the zigzag last week. An excellent finisher. And here, they busted out. And so... Uh, Drew had I can't remember who it was, uh, it was now Apollo Apollo in an Alabama slam position so he's draped over his back Dolph super kicks his face and Drew slams him with the Alabama slam it was great awesome 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 really stuff. cool yeah, it was really great uh, and they beat Titus Worldwide in a few minutes as they should and I thought well that was a great showing um I'm into this. I was into the act last week, but I was you know, trepidatious because it was Drew's main roster return and I thought it could have been done better but then. Wow, I forgot how good a promo Drew is. Drew is, I mean, it's it doesn't it doesn't seem like this is the hottest of hot takes, but Drew is the star of this outfit. Holy heckins, is he the star of this outfit? Like he's so much of a star, he makes Dolph look rubbish. Like Dolph's not a bad promo, but Dolph, like whenever Dolph got the mic, I was like, oh mate, just give it back to Drew. I just want Drew to do all the talking. I disagree. I think when Dolph spoke which was kind of like here and there around Drew's main promo, which was calling out everyone in the back for just collecting paychecks. I'm here to show you what a real wrestler is. Love it was that. a really cool idea. And when Dolph spoke, I thought it made Dolph sound better. And I, and I was like, well, what's the point of this? I thought Dolph was meant to give Drew the main roster rub. If anything, Drew is giving Dolph more of a star power rub than the other way yeah. around. They look great. The crowd cheered these heels. They were so convincing. And Drew is just, he's so impressive. Drew's awesome. He's so good. And like what he mm. was cutting, the promo he was cutting, it resonates with the crowd because the crowd kind of buy into what he's saying. Because at the moment, their top push babyface is someone who just seems like, who is soft. And he just is, and he feels like he's there collecting paychecks. Yeah. Drew feels like a genuine threat. I thought he's awesome. Yes. Like he is, he's an absolute star in the making. Love him. Love him. Then we had Chad Gable backstage with Kurt Angle. And you're like, well, this is what we should have got last summer, really. This makes more sense. And Kurt, uh, sorry, Chad says, I'm not going to waste my raw... <laughs> You've made the exact same note that I have. <laughs> Chad says, I'm not going to waste my raw move. Kurt presumably is meant to say, I know you won't. But he says, I know you will. <laughs> and he says it, but it was like, oh, I know you will. Like, yeah, yeah. Was, <laughs> and, and then he like, to, to save it, he says... Something about where? I don't, he mumbled something and the last word was where. I don't know how, I don't know what kind of a... But then they just like pummeled through. 
yeah, I mean, you can you can mispronounce words, but saying the opposite to what you were meant to say is quite unique. I am not going to waste my opportunity. I know you will. It's like, okay, you can kind of say, I'm going to see you this Frong day. I mean, Friday, right? You don't say, I'm going to see you this Tuesday. I mean, Friday. Yeah. Or I guess Silverdome, brother. Yeah, and um, Hulk Hogan also famously said, like, uh, you thought I was the right gay at the wrong time. <laughs> oh, but gay's very similar to guy. Yeah, exactly. That's that's not the, the complete opposite. So, yes, uh, then Jinder turns up. Right, okay, so this was a tale of two halves. Jinder came in, and he, came, and he was just like, last week I wanted to be treated like a star, I was expecting superstar treatment, but instead you put me in a title match that I was not ready for, and then you traded the guy who won the belt, and he's now off to SmackDown, but it's okay, because at the Greatest Royal Rumble, I'm going to win the title back, and I would like to then be transferred to SmackDown. I was like, that's, that's pretty good. Yes. And then Chad Gable kind of steps in, I can't remember what Chad was saying. He says, show some respect, buddy. Whatever. And then Jinder had a great line, where he was like, ah... Oh, I didn't even recognise you. You got a headband, you grew your hair out, you grown up a bit. I didn't recognise Braun's former tag team partner. I was like, that's a great line. And the crowd really reacted. And then he said, and this is where the tale of two halves comes in, oh, I thought Mini-Me died. And I was yeah. like, oh, that's not as funny. And actually, it's kind of detracted from your first joke, which was so much better, yeah. rather than pointing out that, that Vern Troyer has sadly passed away. Um, yeah, especially for a show that opens with, with... a tribute to Bruno Sammartino. Yeah. You thought they'd be a bit more sensitive about mm. people dying. Uh, but Jinder, performance-wise, very good. Great. Really good. And this turned into a match where Chad Gable is entering the ring, but Jinder attacks him, and Jinder sort of works over Chad forever, which I didn't mind. I thought this really this was a nice way to get the crowd behind Chad Gable, and then Chad Gable gets a win at the end by neatly reversing the Coloss, the Coloss, 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 Coloss yeah. off the uh, ring post, yeah. the turnbuckle, and then the old Piper, of, yeah. Brett Hart spot. So, I, I liked this. I liked it. I saw a few people quite bored by the match. But I, I, I was, I, I was <coughs> mostly bored during uh, Jinder's beatdown anyway. Yeah. But I thought the ending was really smart. I just like Chad, I think. And Chad's coming out to American Alpha's music again, so that's nice. Mm. Uh, then we had the Riot Squad backstage hyping the 10-woman main event tag. Remarkably, Liv and Sarah got mic time. Yes. Uh, yeah, so I've got here, Ruby's a great promo. Um, Liv Morgan said stuff. And Sarah Lowe, I don't know. She's talking about gay meat. Hunting gay meat. Well, I used to <laughs> down at the farm and go, go out shoot some gay meat. Your Sarah Logan impression might be my favourite thing that we have I'm on this gonna, show. Hey, guys, just come on out. I'm going to shoot with some gay meat. I'm going to cook you up the best gay meat meal. It's it was a promo, and and Riot, Ruby Wright said that they are tear gas um, or something along those lines. Ruby's good. Ruby is great. Uh, Samoa Joe was next, but he was on his mobile phone because he's not on Raw anymore, and he just said how he's going to beat beat Roman at Backlash. Yeah, back. Oh yeah, Backlash is happening. Yeah, was my takeaway from that. Then we had another kind of Seth Taraj segment. This time it opened with Bo and Curtis, and they're pitching to someone. And you don't know who it is, and then the camera zooms out, and there is a beaming, oh, a beaming smile. Finn Balor. It was a smile that was larger than the frame could even handle. Mm. Not the greatest introduction. I've, I've never written here. Finn is smiling like a madman. He's no, he's smiling like an idiot, <laughs> yeah. which is like madman. I can buy into. I like that. If he's just manic all the time and he's beating people up, he's like this crazed demon. Cool gimmick. 
not smiling like an absolute jabroni. I feel like he's doing it now as a rib. I think it is, and I think that's 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 terrible. Yeah. Like we're we're with you, man. Give us something. Don't also troll us for liking you. Yeah. I I it's I I don't know. I want to pop the boys. No, pop me. <laughs> uh, so yes. He said no to them becoming part of the Bala Club. Yeah, they tried to too sweet him and he came back in and told them to, to put their hands down. That was funny. That was funny. <laughs> so they both smiles and ask Kurt if he, Curtis if he's thinking what he's thinking. And Curtis smiles and goes, no. <laughs> yeah, that was good. <laughs> it's great. That was good. The payoff wasn't. Yeah. Uh, Bobby Lashley and Braun Strowman then took on Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. We've already talked about this. Braun was super over. And they win quite convincingly. He had a spicy hot tag. Holy heckins, was this a spice? This was a vindaloo yes. hot tag. This was ghost chili hot tag. It was like the hottest. You know the, 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 the rumoured like, Nando sauce that they just keep behind the counter that you're not allowed to have? That was how spicy this hot tag was. And it was terrific. It was great. It was... Usually you get both heels into the ring and the baby face will, but they're bump and feed, bump and feed. And it's quite a fast tempo of clothesline, clothesline, punch, whatever. But Kevin Owens was outside the ring. He was outside on the floor. So what Braun Strowman would do, he'd get in, take out Sami Zayn with one move, get out the ring, run round the ring and shoulder charge oh, Kevin Owens, which Kevin Owens took brilliantly. He just <laughs> threw himself into the barricade. But as we, me and Luke said earlier, Oh, I don't know if he's actually selling that at all. <laughs> and it's just Braun being a big blockade. It was. Yeah. He, I mean, literally, a brick wall ran into Kevin Owens. And Kevin Owens was like, oh, okay, well, I guess I'm taking this then. He lost that brick wall fight. <laughs> he did. And then Braun got back in the ring and did a move back. And, like, when he... he I, d- I just didn't expect him to do it again for some reason <laughs> yeah, and he just ran back and Kevin Owens had just gotten up and he did the same thing the Kevin, other way and it was because Owens selling and if it's selling or not was so wonderful he just sort of got up with his look in his face like the hell just hit me before he got <laughs> that time to that, no, that thought to finish wham like another one hit yeah. him it was so good then he stood up for a third time just as Braun had hit another move on Sammy and then got hit by the T-Rex drop kick I was terrific. I yeah. laughed so much. I, I this is my favorite thing on the show. Really Ooh, good. Might be my favorite thing. And and the crowd was super hot. So for it. into this. And, it, and this was the moment where you're watching Braun so over, and you're like, "This is the guy. This is the guy you give the top matches to at WrestleMania." As fun as the Nicholas stuff was, do you think the Nicholas angle has made Braun more over? No. But he is more over. He was always this over, though. No, no, he's more over after WrestleMania. You reckon? I think, uh, he, I yeah. think he's always uh, been Oh, the crowd this. reactions have been insane. That 10-man main event from last week, the crowd did not care about anyone else but Braun Strowman. Yeah, but I think, that, this that, was a, but I think that that's the case on most weeks. No, I I mean, I think people were into him, but I the, the ins- like this is crowd insanity of people getting up on yeah. their feet and just, you know... Buying into that hot tag. Oh no! Like, yeah, when yeah, was yeah. the last time but you saw I, that? But I don't. I'm not sure you can attribute that to Nicholas. Well, I, I'm not. I'm not. I'm saying there is a correlation of him being more over with mm. the crowd, and it is the the pivot point was the Nicholas tag team. Yeah, that's interesting. So Nicholas might have given him the rub. <laughs> I just. I was concerned. Main event star Nicholas. Uh, yeah, I was concerned that that angle would be the the mark of decline for Braun. You were very worried on our WrestleMania review. Well, I d- yeah, I was just because you know. It it could have gone that way. 
And I've got to say, I don't, maybe it's it's made people warm to Braun even more. It's an interesting theory. I'm not sure I overly buy into it. Well, I, do, it, I like, don't know if I buy into it. I'm yeah. just saying but it, 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 the very, pivot point It's very is interesting there. that is the pivot point. Uh, so, yes. But this was this a lot was of fun. Great. This was really good. Uh, it's just annoying that all that had to come at the expense of Braun. Sorry, at the expense of Kevin and Sammy. Mm. Because the, they really aren't a threat. It's also amazing as well that this is the first Raw of of a new era of uh, of Monday Night Raw because after the Superstar shakeup, but it didn't really feel like much had changed. No, they actually it almost felt like the exact same show as we usually get. And I suddenly thought like all those guys that went across, and even they can't make TV here. Your Zack Riders, your Mojos, like they still yeah. can't get TV time. And it was yeah, it was, it was a shame that it came at the expense of Kevin and Sammy. Well, no way Jose is getting all the TV time. Well, I, su- I suppose, yeah. Uh, so Baron Corbin made his Raw debut on this show. And not in a match, though. No way Jose came out with his big party line. I hate it. <coughs> I hate it. No way Rose. And Baron Corbin says out and is like, Look, mate, I, I know your game. One of your conga line things going to jump me when I'm not looking. I'm not having a match with you. So no. Yeah. See you later. And, that, and the, he said... I, do you think this is fun? My idea of fun is ruining other people's fun. Great line. And I thought, I, I mean, I'm on the Baron train. I'm the Baron bandwagon mm-hmm. for quite a while. And this, this, is, this was a good promo. This is a good, just mean bully presentation of his character. Maybe we found that top level heel that you were looking for. Not top level. <laughs> Did not, not that much. Not that much. Needs a bit more, a few more years. A couple more money in the bank wins under his belt. Mm-hmm. Under his tummy belt he's weird abdomen belt i'm not gonna body shame anyone uh, i'll leave that for alexa bliss and he the, so he walks out and no way jose like the annoying guy i feel like Corey graves the, i actually felt that all three of them were burying this yeah i felt like all three of the commentators were just like this is so lame this just, guy has got a conga line and it's dumb as all hell i don't know why i liked adam rose's rosebuds but the the No Way Jose party makes me want to punch everyone oh, involved, even yeah. the women. It, well, I said he on there. Hey, right? well, it's that annoying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not saying I'm going to do it. <laughs> it was. It, it is unbearably annoying. Mm. Uh, so No Way Jose's like, hey, but we can still have fun. Watch me walk around with people doing weird dances in a line. And How's that fun? Yeah, and because this came like directly after the brawn thing... Like, no one was into this. Mm. Yeah, real shame. But I did like, uh, as soon as No Way Ho- you could see it coming a mile off because Baron had already said, hey, one of your conga lines going to attack me from behind. Of course the conga line leaves. Baron attacks No Way Jose like from an, behind. Like an idiot, he took everyone out. Like, he waited for everyone to pass him and then turned around. Like it, an, a complete doofus. It's because Titus O'Neil was at Gorilla being like, you let everyone, you let all those women pass. <laughs> Otherwise, you'll have Titus Worldwide to deal but with Baron, and manners. But Baron came out and he attacked um, No Way Jose and he delivered a devastating chokeslam backbreaker to the floor, even though they, they hit his knee first. Mm. So don't really hit the floor. <laughs> uh, then we had, which what I think is going to be your favourite part of the show. Uh, it was among my favourite parts of the show. Contender. It is a contender. This was Alexa Bliss's public service announcement. <laughs> A moment of bliss. I nearly started pressing the skip button because I just saw PSA and I was like, well, it's time for me to skip this bit. Ad and, break. And like an ad, exactly, I thought it might be an ad break. 
I'm curious to think uh, to know what you thought of this. I thought it was really funny. I thought it was really good. And I am, I'm very, very pleased with WWE because the, there's some. This is the this is the right story to tell, but it's also a risque story to tell because it it runs the risk of offending idiots. <laughs> Right? right, and and then you get like a, a whole social justice warrior reaction, mm-hmm. and like, oh, you're body shaming Naya, how dare you? But that's not the point of the whole thing at all. Alexa's clearly hypocritical; she's clearly being insincere. This is just a way for you're being worked, brothers. This is a way to make you hate Alexa more, and to make Naya overcoming the bully and her nasty words more impactful. It's like a it's like in a high school movie. You don't go, oh my god, I can't believe they had the bullies say some nasty things to the kids who are the heroes. You don't do that. You go, oh, I'm going to wait for the heroes to to rise up and take them on. You don't side with the mouth breathers in Stranger Things season one. Yeah. You want you want Eleven to like use her mind stuff and like, you know, break their arm and whatnot. Exactly. So I think this was this was this was very good. Spoilers for Stranger Things season one. It was very uh, the the presentation was was nice. So good. It was different. The story was funny. The performance from Alexa was was very very good. She's a very good actress. She's incredible. And uh, yeah, she's so good. It, it was it was kind of her saying, "Of uh, me and you know anti bullying campaign." Uh, I went out with Nia Jax and we were eating and there was this starving old woman and I gave her the rest of my burrito bowl but Nia Jax just snatched it and gobbled it all up and I just I'll never forget the sound of her chewing. It was it was I'll never forget the sound of her chewing and maniacally laughing. Yeah, <laughs> it's even, so crazy. Much of a better visual. But it's like And it's so obvious that's not true. <laughs> and then Alexa, like she just has this killer line where she's and I did nothing. <laughs> I love this. This, this is, is so good. It's so good. And you know, I, Credit to WWE because they could have just taken the safe route because they've got all the anti-bullying stuff, they've got all the women's equality stuff and the anti-body shaming stuff. So they could have taken the easy route and just built a feud on nonsense. You could have uh, Banks and Bailey. I was about to say they could have built a feud on people being frenemies and then throwing each other into lockers and then one of them asking to raise the other one's hand and then (sighs) eliminations from the Royal Rumble and Elimination Chamber. And then some backstage stuff, and then accompanying each other to ringside, and then sort of helping, but sort of not. Speaking of which... Mm. Yeah, so, I mean, you want to go into the 10-woman tag now? Oh, yeah, no, I forgot we've got another match yet, haven't we? Uh, so Finn, ba- Finn Balor and Seth Rollins beat the Miz Taraj. Yeah. So that was the big reveal. Curtis Axel and Bo Dallas just came out as the Miz Taraj again. Which was... I thought they were going to do something yeah, better. Underwhelming. Yeah, underwhelming. Uh, yeah, and I'm also pretty disappointed that Rollins and Finn are just now best buds again. Because I thought that sort of professional rivalry thing had real promise. But again, leading I, up I, to Mania. that's where I feel like Raw is just on it's on pause for the moment yeah. until we get Greatest Royal Rumble and Backlash out of the way. Um, I, I do, credit to Seth Rollins though. I thought his hot tag was oh, it was wonderful, phenomenal. Yeah, great. Seth. Uh, the dive outside the curb stomp. Then he tagged Finn Balor, ran out, uh, sorry, did a dive over the top rope to take out Bo, and then that left Finn to do the coup de grace on Curtis for the yeah, win. Wonderful. I thought that was really good, really yeah. well timed. But yes, the main event was a 10 woman tag. But backstage, we got all the raw women mm. standing in a row. Um, I'm, I'm, is this a natty thing? Is this what happens when Natalia goes to shows? Is that she's like, she just walks in and be like, guys, this is how you hold a meeting. I stand in the centre and you form a line either side of me and then we say our bits. 
Like that that's that, that's how we cut promos. This is how we do I don't know how you raw women do it, but over on the land of opportunity, this is how we cut promos. Yeah, it was it was it was bad. Yeah. yeah was but awful. Nia Jax, I can't remember what she said. She had a good line, I think. I don't know, but I was just I was just baffled by I was just too busy focusing on Natalia. I was like, mm. is this is this your doing? And then Banks it's in her contract. <laughs> I, I must know. have at least one semicircle promo a week. Yeah, but it's not even a semicircle. Semicircle would have dimensions. That's good. This point. is this is a straight line. Uh Banks and like Bailey this. stared at each other at the end of it. Oh, I'm so over this feud. I'm so over. I, I don't know what the point is. If I'm, I, I'm so unimpressed by the Roman Reigns Brock Lesnar feud since WrestleMania. I've lost all interest in this feud. I'm, I'm, and I'm. I hate to say that because I really, really like Bailey and I really like Sasha Banks. Their feud going into Takeover Brooklyn and all the stuff that happened after that was awesome. But this has been awful. It's yep. been a poorly told story, and. No one could possibly care. Like them, they're on the same tag team again this week. I just if it, it was obviously going so bad, why not just draft them to separate brands? Exactly. And as I said on the on Sunday's video, Bailey should have gone to SmackDown. Or one of them, just getting them as far away from each other as possible. And Bailey is really going to struggle now on this brand, particularly because they clearly see Sasha as the biggest star. And Ronda is going to be dominating mm. this division. So, yeah, it's going to be a bad old year for Bailey. So, this 10 woman tag, which they, they uh, promoted as being like this week's version of the 10 man tag from the previous week, which was which was nicely pointed out. Uh, this one had a lot more story, though. That last week's was just like a house show thing, but this was this was uh, actually had some bits in, unless you're Banks and Bailey. <clears throat> that was completely dropped for this match. Yep. So, it was Natalia was. Because te- what she lacks in backstage promo ability she makes up for in selling yep she had uh mickey was it in a sharpshooter and sarah logan did a chop block on her leg and she yeah. sold her knee very well yeah so just before this i my two notes that I, I did make i thought ember moon looked absolutely awesome when she got in it was the best that she's looked on the main roster i thought she was so crisp with her comeback and like it's I think that WWE are really behind her at the moment because they didn't give a lot of people moments to shine in this match. But the two people they really did give moments to shine were Ember Moon and, and Ronda, which we'll, we'll come on to later. And I just thought that Ember Moon looked absolutely awesome. And actually, I was quite impressed with Sarah Logan. I thought Sarah Logan looked really decent in this as well. She's always been decent and solid in the ring. I, I, At the end of this, of course, Ronda looked great. All those other people did well. Mickey James is the constant here. And and it's like no mistake that we keep going, man. This was a good match. Mickey James is involved in all of these things. Mm-hmm. Yes, very true. Very, very underrated. True. Yeah, and yeah, like it the, really is the silent hero. And it was funny as well because when they advertised this as like this this ten man tag, my first thought was, oh man, I really wish Ronda had been a part of this. It really, like I felt like it would have been a really good thing to kind of establish Ronda as a wrestler rather than a celebrity that just comes out for her celebrity appearances. She's a part of this active roster. I thought that would have been a really nice, you know, thing for for her to be in this ten man tag. And then when they did the injury to Natalia, I suddenly was like, oh, we're going to get Ronda, though. We are going to get Ronda. And I suddenly found myself getting really excited. Yeah. Because I'm really, I'm popping for Ronda now. Like, I'm really, since WrestleMania, I think she's really, really awesome. And I was like, man, I can't wait till Ronda comes out. I think Ronda's going to be great. Well, she's Braun Strowman levels of star power. Nia Jax got a bit of the Braun heat uh, when she was tagged in for the eventual hot tag. And she took out everyone uh, uh, ringside she was on the apron and all the other women were warring down uh, just beneath that and she just kind of like flops into them doesn't she there yeah. wasn't a dive or a jump it was just 
falling into them. And it you took out catch me. It took out everyone apart from Mickey Mick James. James. Uh, did you notice that Alexa Bliss didn't do anything? In this match? In this match. I didn't notice that. So, she's wearing a t-shirt as well, wasn't she? Well, it's uh, she's had a... Oh, because... Yeah. She's got some... Yeah. She's got some right. implants, yes. apparently. Well, yes. So I've heard. Yeah. In yeah. in the boobs. Yes. She's, she's, had, she's, had, she's had a, she's a, a boob, boob job, job. yes. Uh, so, yeah, apparently they mentioned it on The Observer that she's probably protecting herself because she's only had it done very recently, which is why she wasn't on the show last week, wasn't in the South Africa tour. Yada, yada, yada. Mm. Uh, so Mickey is still up. And at this point, Ronda Rousey is helping out Natty at ringside, who's, who's selling it, it really wasn't, well. It wasn't quite that. So Natty had got up and Mickey then ran across the ring ah, to yes. attack Natty again to get even more. Because cra- actually, I thought that Natty did a really good sell job on the outside. And it then was. Ronda's music hit. Mickey got into the ring and... Ronda tended to Natty, and then Mickey attacked Ronda, and it what was. What are you doing? And it was. I did write write down in my notes here. I was like, that seems like a mistake. Yeah. <laughs> what good is going to come of this, Mickey? And then Ronda just gives her the death stare, gets in the ring, and hits. This was absolutely awesome. She just gets in there, takes her down, and locks in the armbar. Mickey is instantly tapping. Ronda just looks so smooth, so crisp. I was talking to um, uh, Steve of uh, Stephen Larson fame uh, on Twitter this morning, and he he made the excellent name point. Name dropping. Name dropping. He made the excellent point. He's like, she's she's a natural, and I was like, yeah, man, I, I totally agree with you. She's a natural after a year of training. Well, yeah, but, you know, Kurt Angle is you know some of these people that can just pick it up really quickly. You can talk about that. You've seen some of the NXT people I they've know. had that have been there for like twelve years and yeah, they're still like green as goose. But they're getting like half an hour a week. I think Ronda had. All of the, all of the time. like everything was moved aside yeah. for her. Uh, so yes, Ronda, very good. She looked awesome. Um, but of course, she cost the her friend the match. <laughs> yeah. The heels won by DQ. Yeah, because uh, they they rang the bell right away, and I thought is Mickey tapping. <laughs> I know. Did they just give Ronda the win? <laughs> the commentators did go. Ronda's not part of this match. Like, yeah, they, they yeah. didn't win. Michael was like, no, no, no. They, she did get her team DQs. Mm. Well, her friends DQ. And then Ronda helps Natalia up the ramp. That's definitely gonna happen like a turn's gonna happen down the road yes apparently Ronda is booked against Mickey for the European tour uh, yeah so I saw she was booked against, uh, against her in Paris at the very least but I know she yeah she's booked to wrestle on the, mm. um, the UK house shows uh, and the announcers are just thrown to the greatest Royal Rumble at the end yeah big go home angle cool so yes what did you think I gave it a two out of five. Ooh, a poor yeah, yeah. but it was a, I mean I started off with a low average but then I thought man nothing happened and there is a lot to dislike if you look for it. Yeah, I, yeah. And I was, I was, I, I'm really not into the Roman Brock stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, not just not into it, but I actively dislike it now. Quite yeah, that's strongly. Uh, and I think that's fair enough. I'd have gone a low average. Yeah, um, I'm not into. It's close. I'm not into much of the stuff that's on this show at the moment. Anyway, as I said, I just feel like it's on pause until after backlash. But I did pop for Ronda. I, I really like the Alexa Bliss promo. Drew McIntyre. Drew McIntyre and Braun's hot tag. Yeah, like, yeah. I'd say you know there were there was. Four things in this three-hour show, and Kevin and Sammy, five things, that I've, I really enjoyed. Mm. So while you spent your Saturday very hungover, I went for a walk. I wasn't that hungover. No? And we went for a walk. I got better. Just a couple of hours on Zelda, sort me out. Yeah, that's all, that's all anyone needs. Really. Go, it was such a beautiful day, and my lady partner was like, go outside. 
work off the hangover that way. I was like, I am outside <laughs> in Hyrule. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. But yes, you're, you went actual outside. We went actual outside. We got the, the tube down to Uxbridge, uh, went to go pick up my wife's engagement ring, finally, because that's now been resized to the correct And you're size. married again now. We're married Because that was an now. old for a bit. Exactly, yeah. yeah. So now we're married. We're officially married again now. And uh, then we walked along the canal. We walked from Uxbridge to Watford, a 10-mile trip. We did it all in one go and didn't stop the entire way there, which in hindsight I think was a bit of an error. Iron people performance. Yeah, it was. Yes, I think it was a slight error. Maybe at mile five we probably should have stopped. A halfway point. Yes, uh, and had a drink or something like that. A pint, perhaps. Pork pie. A pork pie, yes. A, uh, a ploughman's lunch, uh, if you will. But instead, we just powered through. Particularly by the, cause by the time we thought, well, we could. St- there was a pub we, th- we found. We were like, oh, we'll stop here for a, a drink. And then I said, like, well, actually, do you know what? There's only three miles left. Like, we may as well just power through and we'll enjoy the pint even more because we'll be, you know, at the end and we'll have just enjoyed it. You'd be gagging for it. Most likely. And in the end, we got to uh, to Watford, the restaurant that my wife thought would be there because of her unique, shall we say, dietary requirements of being a gluten-free vegan. Aren't a lot of restaurants that, are, that cater to, to that where she can actually have something that's tasty. So the restaurant that we thought was there, turns out it wasn't. It was actually in the town that we'd walked past during our 10-mile oh, hike. No. I know. It was actually two miles back the other direction. So I was like, oh, okay. Well, let's not look. Let's not walk into the into town because that's going to take us another mile. Let's actually just walk up to Watford Tube Station and we'll get the train back and we'll go to a restaurant in Ricelip instead, which is what we did. So we went out and we had pizza and we had beer because my wife couldn't have gluten free vegan pizzas at Pizza Express. Kudos to you, Pizza Express. Uh, she can even have gluten free starters, so that's quite nice. That's great. Just not with the butter. I'm so glad to hear that. Uh, I, it's just great because it makes me worried when I th- I'm at home and I just think. What are all the gluten-free people doing? Gluten-free vegans. What Glu- are all the gluten-free vegans doing out there? Yeah, well, it is a worry. It's a daily I, struggle I for it. I get anxious for them. Yeah, well, it's okay, man. They can get yeah. a Pizza Express. Beans. Are fine. Yeah. <laughs> it's <laughs> just one of the things. Like, oh, right. if, if I was to... That would be the first thing out of my mouth if I met someone who was struggling mm-hmm. who's a gluten-free vegan. Yeah. Beans. Well, now you can recommend the Pizza Express because... You can have the gluten-free dough balls, just not with the garlic butter. Just get the uh, the garlic oil garlic instead. Garlic butter good, but we can't have the butter. But anyway, of course. Um, so we got home and like we, it was about half six, seven ish. We had dinner at like half five, like old people, because we were just starving. We hadn't eaten anything, so we got back home and uh, we were like, oh, okay, well, let's let's just chill out. We'll have a couple of beers. We'll watch a movie. We'll load up now TV and we'll watch a movie, and this will be great. And this story is just one of the reasons i love my wife very very dearly it's just one of her little quirks that i just i very much enjoy because it makes me chuckle she uh we put on the film we started watching life the um jake gyllenhaal uh sci-fi movie in space yes with, i remember and, and, yeah, yeah, and Ryan yeah. reynolds and a couple of other people the the film that people thought was a prequel to venom so a nice little time because that trailer came out today a new trailer came out today and we started watching it and I, I said, yeah, it's fine. We'll watch that because I do want to see it. But that's not what I was really in the mood for. Because my mind is so MCU-focused at the moment, mm. I wanted to watch something a bit more MCU-based. I'd watched Spider-Man Homecoming the day before. 
So I'm in the mood for like. Oh, you're making me excited again. Well, I know. Well, I was like, I do you know. What? I mean, I didn't like the film that much, but I want to watch Doctor Strange because I want to kind of get used to ben- Benedict Cumberbatch in that role again before Infinity War. So, but no, we decided to watch Life. That's what my wife wanted to watch. She, you know, we'll watch that. Thirty seconds in, she was she was falling asleep. Wow. She put her head on like she was lying on me, and she she fell asleep. And I just thought to myself, like, well, okay, she's falling asleep. I'm just going to put a stop to this. And I'm going to put on a film that I want to watch. Yeah. Yeah. So I pressed circle on the PlayStation and stopped the film. Her eyes instantly opened up. She goes, what are you doing? What the hell? He's like, what are you doing? It's not a podcast, love. <laughs> She's like, it's what? an audio visual medium. She was like, what are you doing? And I was like, well, you're falling asleep. So I was, I was going to put on something different. She was like, no, I'm, I'm drifting in and out. Like, uh, you know, let's, I'll, I'll continue watching the film. Your wife sounds like she sleeps a lot. Is it linked <laughs> to a lack of gluten? <laughs> Lack of actual protein. F- f- falls asleep in movies a lot. She does fall asleep in movies a lot. She actually fell asleep while watching Homecoming. Like she slept for, for basically the majority of, of Homecoming as Stuff well. Stab some bread in her face. I'll <laughs> wake her up. I'll wake her up for all the wrong reasons though. And then uh, so I was like, okay. So I put life back on straight away. She's falling oh, asleep again, and like, on. and she is absolutely comatose. I was telling her this story the following day because her parents were over, and I was recounting this hilarious tale. And she was like, did I wake up and tell you to turn it back on? And I said, yeah. She goes, I don't remember that at all. I love burying significant (laughs) others in front of their parents. It's nothing better. It's so great, isn't it? (laughs) We're all in on the joke on their expense. (laughs) My current favorite one to do, because her dad particularly likes this joke, is um, whenever like there's something that hasn't been done in our house because we're still like rebuilding it, or we like, our Sunday we're out in the garden all day, like doing the garden up and like digging up plants and turning the whole thing over. Like her mum kept saying, "It's like, oh, you know, th- this could have been done last year." And uh, Hansel, oh, they said her name. Then my wife would always go like, "Yeah, but we had the wedding last year." And then her mum at one point, uh, and her mum at one point, because my wife had said this thing about three times, was just like, "I mean, it's been six months since your wedding, though." And I was like, I, I did say, I was like, yeah, I do think actually that the uh, the it's a wedding joke is uh, it's getting a little bit out of hand now. I don't think we can use this one anymore, love. And she was like, all right. And then later on, she made a joke about, I was like, oh yeah, no, we we would have done that. And I was like, but the wedding, eh? Yes. And her dad got a little bit of a smoke. He's like, hey, good one, hey, nice got, one, son-in-law. We, we got a <laughs> nice one. She's like, you meant to be on my side. Um, but yeah, uh, so I, I, it was it was enjoyable. I actually quite enjoyed life. So it's, it's quite a good little huh. film. Uh, I, after all, because I actually uh, wanted to watch either Doctor Strange or Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles: Out of the Shadows, which I managed to last about three minutes into yesterday before I had to turn off. Because with is... Seamus in though, you didn't well, hang around for Seamus. I'm going to give it another shot, but I did remember as soon as the film started, I was like, oh, I remember why I didn't like the first film that you guys did because you have managed to make the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles obnoxious and unlikable which is a very that's that takes a certain level of skill to no, make th- no i think that's pretty easy no no this takes a certain level of skill to make i'm gonna have to give you the go home by the way because we we've got to go and see avengers infinity war oh yeah we actually we did say we're going <laughs> to leave the studio at four and it is currently I, two minutes to four i just realized you just caught a second wind of <laughs> <laughs> like i thought that the movie anecdotes are going out and then oh no oh why do they even say shameless it's my fault Okay. Okay. Do you want to do an iTunes review or should we go? Uh, no, no, here? we've got to go we've now. Go I'm sorry, here. folks. Um, but we will be back tomorrow in that, well, with the intro and the outro and the SmackDown review. But in the outro, we will have 
our spoiler-free review of Avengers Infinity War, which we're of course off to now. Ha ha, sucks to not be us, doesn't it? I'm being that obnoxious Ollie again. Uh, so yes, if you want to avoid all Avengers chat, we will give you loads and loads of warnings, so don't feel scared about listening to tomorrow's podcast. But we will see you tomorrow. Love you, bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.